We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, check out the sponsor for the video. Check out the links in the description. Hey guys, I just got my free sample and shaker cup for the Dubby's energy pack drink. So this is me trying it. I just got it from my PO box and I'm just gonna try and see how it was. Um, let's just take a look at what I got, the samples that I got. As you can see, I have the um, peach, um, the beach and peach. I have the dub sludge, the dragonade, and also galaxy grenade. I don't know which one I'm gonna do, and I got the anime cup to like get the package. <sighs> let, let, I'm gonna try for my afternoon energy boost. Now I'm about to mix my new dubby pack with dragonberry we're gonna see how this tastes mm, not too bad i think i'm gonna sip on this for the rest of the day I've, it's about three hours till i get off of work and we're gonna see how this actually makes me feel so small little correction i actually had the galactic grenade earlier tastes actually awesome and um didn't get the jitteries i actually drank it over an hour-long period and I still got enough energy enough mental focus I guess this is good to go let me start over so no this will not be five hours long I'm not gonna go over his critique of just spider-man and just like yeah no it's it was it was a five hour long um five hour long five hour long and, and I'm just like no we're not gonna do that but we will go over synthetic man's video or Spider-Man's too. And um, yeah, it's not gonna be five hour long five hours long because I don't have that fucking I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm not fucking gonna do it. I'm not gonna fucking do it. <sighs> that being said, let's go over Synthetic Man's video of Spider-Man 2. Just 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 wait one minute. One minute, one minute. I just need to go over here. What the fuck do I have to do to get more than a thousand subscribers? Where people just complain and bitch and cry about movies and games that are popular. That they get over 100k subscribers. I know the money isn't on the left and I don't do this for money. Although I would like to just make an income off this shit. But like... Is it that many unhappy motherfuckers in the world that they have to, that they, you know, conglomerate to channels like this that just like, oh, they, they hate you because they hate you. That's some, that's kind of sad to me. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just fucking me. I, I don't I don't know. <sighs> yeah, sure. But, but, but time for commentary. Oh, look, commentary. All right. So let's hear what Synthetic Man has to say about his motherfucking, about Spider-Man 2. Let's go. Maybe MJ was right. Why would the city need me when it has you? How does it feel to have lived long enough to see all of your favorite franchises go down in flames? Feels great. <laughs> Another. That that's not how that worked. That's. <clears throat> I'm sorry. How many times has Peter quit being Spider-Man? Shit, how many times has Miles quit me in Spider-Man? I'm sorry, how many times has either... I'm sorry, I just... I, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, that... Another year, another Sony cinematic slop game that everyone's gonna pretend is a masterpiece. At the time of recording this, this has a 91 on Metacritic. Now, if you still trust Metacritic scores, you're probably an idiot, but still, the point stands that this game is obviously getting the Sony hand job from all the critics for pushing for social change. Even if you do agree with the politics, it is far too similar to the last game gameplay-wise. It really makes very few, if any, improvements. It's a sequel. Wait, I'm sorry. It's a sequel. I'm sorry. What are you supposed to do? I, I, turn into a first-person shooter? It's a sequel. Huh? I'm, okay. Damn, this is stupid. This is fucking stupid. This is real. Oh, they, they barely changed anything out of a sequel. I don't think you understand what that word means as far as sequel, dog. All right, let's go. It is some of the worst pacing I've ever seen in a video game. Despite having significantly fewer cutscenes than God of War Ragnarok, it's actually worse. There we go. That Ragnarok hate boy. Hate that Ragnarok. Ragnarok hate boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just like... It it doesn't make sense to me of why they why he just says cutscenes. It's like emotions is a poison to these motherfuckers. It's like understanding other people having empathy is a poison to these motherfuckers. But sure, go ahead. Go ahead and hate. Go ahead and hate my boy. Go ahead and hate. Because it interrupts the gameplay every 10 minutes, and even when you are playing it, you're either solving a brain-dead puzzle, or playing some other mini-game, or you get a walking simulator mission, or you're playing as a spider bot. Basically anything except swinging through the city and fighting bad guys. So He knows that we've played this game, right? He knows... Is this... Is this for... People who haven't played the game? Is this review for people who haven't played the game? Because he knows that people who have played the game knows this isn't true, right? He kn he understands that, right? I okay, let's go. So it makes absolutely no sense how this game is up there with all the greatest games ever made. 
Now, reviewing this game is going to be difficult because I am so utterly frustrated and tired with all of the political virtue signaling that is in modern video games. And this is one of the worst cases. Then go play old video games. Go play old video games, dog. Weren't these these people who says that if you don't like your own, if you don't like the games as they are, then make your own video games? Isn't that what these people said? And when people went and made their own video games, then it's woke and there's a problem. Oh, God, I'm not going to get through this whole video, am I? Oh, God, I'm not going to get through this whole video, am I? Cases I've ever seen, by the way. If you tuned into the streams, you know exactly why already. So it's going to be hard to actually try to give this a fair review because this game really, really pissed me off. I mean, I don't think I've been this mad at a video game. Well, at least in Starfield, which really released not that long ago, but you might have thought that I was reaching on some of my points with God of War Ragnarok's story, and I'll admit I was barely paying attention half the time because I... It's really that emotions make him feel icky, isn't it? It really is. It's really that emotions make him feel icky. Oh my God. Wow. If it's not rage, then it makes him feel icky. And wow, I've heard of people like that. They're called sociopaths. I, I, what? Okay. Emotions bad and icky. Let's go. That game is so unbelievably boring. But Insomniac Spider-Man 2 is not just almost as equally boring as God of War, but also twice as woke, undeniably so. It'll be interesting to see the usual suspects. He's focusing on this bullshit. Where the literal title screen comes in, where this... Eight foot seven man comes in and strangles out another eight foot seven man. You're focusing on this bullshit. Wow. I I thought some of these motherfuckers had like they were dishonest, but this is completely dishonest. Try to pretend that this isn't clear political propaganda being shoved down our throat. Now, because this review is going to come out over a week after the game's release, anybody who decided they wanted to purchase the game has already made that choice. So at this point, I'm just giving my thoughts because clearly a lot of you want to hear my thoughts. on. I want to hear your thoughts because they're fucking stupid. Literally, this scene right here, this motherfucking scene right here, where Peter is just like emasculating the shit out of him. I would think somebody like motherfucking synthetic man would ha would love this shit, but it's <laughs> wow. That's this is just fucking awesome. This is fucking awesome, guys. This is fucking awesome. Oh shit, this is fucking awesome on this game. And man, I am finding it difficult to really drudge up the anger that is required for a game like this. I'm honestly more depressed than anything. I've said this a few times in the past, but they have medicine for that. They have medicine for that. Uh, um, they have medicine for that.
Let's go. Somniac used to be one of my favorite video game developers. They've quite literally made my favorite game of all time, Spyro the Dragon. But it wasn't just Spyro. Those of you who've been on this channel for a while know... You're shitting me. That's the level of story that he needs in this shit? Spyro? Oh, wow. Okay, let's go. ...that I really enjoy the Ratchet and Clank games, which was also made by Insomniac. Except probably the Rift Apart. We know why he doesn't like the Rift Apart. But let's go. The first four games in that series see? all have their place oh, see? amongst my favorite see? games of all time. I was... They're really fun. Actually, I was joking. I was literally joking. But he just literally... just. Uh, why? Why is there a woman wombat in my game? Why is there a woman wombat in my game? Wow, I I was joking. He actually motherfucking believes it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Actually, kind of funny games too. The humor is aged surprisingly well, and they're just a good time all around. But fast forward 20 years and Insomniac is nothing like the company that made those games. It's happened to pretty much every video game studio that was big in the late 90s and early 2000s. None of them have maintained the same level of quality, which I guess shouldn't be surprising. But Insomniac what, at least you- What does he call quality? I'm sorry. What the fuck does he call quality? Used to understand what made a game fun. This game is not fun 80% of the time. So fuck it, let's just talk about the gameplay. Now, unlike most of my other videos, I'm actually not going to talk about gameplay all that much because it's very similar to the last game. Chances are, if you're interested in this, you've already played the game that released back in 2018, and even a few of you played that Miles Morales game, though not nearly as many, judging by sales numbers. So you've basically already played this already. So just sticking to the gameplay and not talking about the story or anything, I think it's perfectly competent, but as I've said multiple times, especially on the streams... It's a sequel, dog. What do you expect? Oh my god. Fuck. Alright, let's go. I have never been a huge fan of Arkham-style combat. I do like those games, and I also like Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, but I'm not particularly good at that combat system. I just have. That's what it is. Alright, let's go, let's go. Have kind of slow reflexes in general, and unfortunately. <laughs> oh, your reflexes are what? It's just <laughs> your reflex ain't what's slow, dog. Oh, I'm being ableist. I know, I am. Your reflex aren't what's slow. Fortunately, I played about half of Let me, yeah, and let me turn this shit up, because he's talking slow as shit. This game while I was tired, so this gameplay isn't particularly great. So I'm going to try to not hold that against the game, though I did have a lot of frustration with some of the boss fights specifically. So what's different this time around? Well, now we have a block slash parry button, which really is probably the greatest source of my complaints with this game, because the muscle memory is so beaten into me from playing all these Arkham-style games to press one button to dodge attacks. But most of the time it wasn't a problem, as long as it was an enemy that you're specifically supposed to parry like the big heavy guys. That's pretty intuitive. Really what I had a problem with the parry system was with the bosses, because the style boss fight has been shifted to be something much more similar to a soul style boss, where you're trying to memorize- You don't have to memorize much, I played this shit on stream. I, like you, played when I was tired, 
but I was okay with it. The boss's patterns and dodge or parry accordingly. Now, where I fucked up in particular is that I didn't pick up on the fact that a lot of these bosses are easier to parry than they are to dodge. Because if an attack just has the white spider sense symbol, I assume I should be able to dodge it no problem. But there's a lot of ending lag on the dodge, and so it's actually faster and more reliable to parry them like you would in Sekiro or some other similar game. But It's Sekiro, dog. I just, like... He's probably not good at video games, yes. Yeah, of course he's not good at video games. But he's good at fostering this hate bullshit. But let's go. I, I fucked up a lot on these bosses because of the parry system, and ultimately I'm just not a big fan. I'm not going to say it's bad game design, because I don't really think it is, but it personally made the combat less fun for me. And it's not really worth explaining the rest of the combat mechanics because you should already be familiar with them. It plays like an Arkham game with a heavy emphasis on air combos. In fact, air combos are just better than ground combos. But with the downside being that if there are any ranged enemies in the area, they will immediately target you as soon as you knock an enemy into the air. Yeah, and you have the dodge button that you were complaining about. Like, dude, like, here's the thing. People who watch these reviews aren't watching because they've already played the game and they have their own opinion. They're listening for his opinion about the shit. We're talking about, he has one section about combat, and the combat is going from... 358 to 937 all the rest of it is just bitching about the story but let's go let's let's listen to this shit. now to talk about the enemies i was a little bit disappointed on this front the enemy variety is somewhat lacking it's not as bad as it seems on paper but in practicality you're fighting the same handful of craven goons about 75 percent of the time and you've already fought most of these enemy types in the previous game, with the exception of the new brute enemy types now all having an undodgeable attack that you have to parry instead. Wait, wasn't he complaining about how it was, like, in the in the Ragnarok video, didn't he complain that it was too many enemy combats, he didn't really like how he had to deal with that, and now he's complaining that it's too few? Why don't you make your own video games like somebody like you is keen to tell these people who made so many woke games how to make your own shit. There's also a robotic panther that can shoot out a wave that temporarily disables your abilities. That was a pretty good idea. I like that. But that's pretty There was They were like that. The Sable goons hit that shit. The Sable goons hit that shit. Oh my god, he's fucking stupid. Pretty much all I have to say about it, if you played one of these Arkham games, you've fought all of these basic enemy types before. Now the combat is usually somewhat fun, most of the time, just because of how fast-paced it is. It is a little on the brainless side because of you constantly spamming one of your four abilities or one of your four gadgets, but it also lets you take out a lot of enemies fairly quickly. So while- Didn't he say he was not that good in it? Didn't he say he was not that good in the combat? Alright, let's go. But certainly doesn't have the skill ceiling that the Arkham games have, especially since it has a little bit of a jankness factor to it. It's hard to describe, but the game doesn't always do what you want it to do. Whereas in Arkham, it pretty much works perfectly. Every button press is important. This game, it's much more mashy. Again, except for the boss fights. The boss fights are a significant challenge, and if I wasn't really tired while playing this game, I might have actually enjoyed them. With one small issue, maybe not a small issue actually, it's, I would say it's a big issue, that the bosses have way too much health, and every single boss has multiple phases. Now normally, a boss having multiple phases is kinda cool, but in this game, a lot of bosses, in fact over half of the bosses, have three phases, and two of them have four phases. 
That's too fucking much, dude. There's no reason that an Arkham-style boss needs to take 10 minutes to defeat. Especially Part of the reason why is because they pace the boss fights to go through story plot points. Literally, that is something that happens. There's also transitions. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's almost as if... Just say it's not your style of game. Just say that you don't like this game, and I got and he and you got it because you wanted to just shit on it. Like the fuck? Let's go. Especially since this is the type of game where if you sort of lose the flow and start fucking up, you can very easily die and then have to restart that phase over again. Another issue is that but there are breaks in the phase, like literally. There are breaks. Every time you get a bar down, it's a break and a transition. <sighs> Too much health. Yeah, exactly. Some of the bosses can be stun-locked with your abilities and gadgets. I'm not entirely sure if this is intentional, and it might just be given the overly inflated health bars. But normally, you're supposed to dodge or- It's called game balance. Oh my god, he's fucking stupid. Or parry the four or five attack sequence and then you get your four or five punches in but you can then use an ability and get another four or five punches then use another ability though usually they'll have a combo breaker at some point and then start attacking again which in and of itself feels very jank because they can attack almost immediately after so you're just complaining that you don't like the style of the gameplay and they they broke your combo and you just can't sit back and well on them like literally like i'm translating so here's the thing if you're saying that, hey, I'm not that good in the combat, so don't pay attention to it, that's understandable. But you're literally getting to the crux of it. You're saying that, hey, I don't like the fact that they can break out of a combo where I can just infinitely combo they ass and actually get the boss fight done. If you want to say the boss fights are too long, cool, that's great. The narrative of it, and I remember, I played this on stream myself. They actually had narrative points where each break in combat and each time you got to a certain point in the combat, it actually put a narrative point. But if you're somebody who don't like narratives, if you're somebody who don't like to address like a story or human emotions um, because the self-proclaimed synthetic man, um, then it will be an annoyance to you. And I will give him that. If his thing is he doesn't like stories, he just like to get into combat, cool. But you knew that this is a Spider-Man game, that it was going to be story heavy. Let's go. They do their combo breaker, and later bosses, this strategy doesn't work at all. And I don't think I need to tell you why it's a problem that it's not clear when it's the boss's turn to attack, especially when the game relies on the player's reflexes for half the challenge. Okay, that's pretty much all I got to say about gameplay. It's probably the best element in the game. I'm not going to say it's bad. It might not be my thing, but I can certainly acknowledge that it is fun enough, and it's the only reason why anybody actually enjoys this game, if we're being real. Okay, well, what about the sandbox? Uh, I enjoy the game for the story. How can you make that... Sh and again, it's telling. It's telling exactly what he feels that it should be about. He just wants to fucking do the gameplay. You know, my man, you can skip cutscenes, right? Again, this is much like the first game. There's a lot of repetitive activities where you're basically just making your way to some rooftop or some alley and beating up a bunch of dudes to progress some side quests. Those are completely fine because at least you're playing the game during those times. One thing I will say is I completed the Sandman questline and the conclusion was incredibly disappointing and pointless. 
there was only one major side quest line I actually liked, and here I'll... Now, I finished that quest off stream. You give the memento of his token that he made to his daughter. And I get it, Synthetic Man. You are somebody who, again, human emotions are bad for you for some reason, but those of us who have people that actually not only do they care about us, but we care about them, understands how touching that shit can actually be. And I mean, like, Spider-Man actually had, Spider-Man 2 had some great motherfucking side quests. What, ha what happened to Howard? What happened to that old dude that was suffering from dementia? Yeah, that shit was, it, it, it touched you. But let's go. I'll give you your one and only spoiler warning for this video because I'm just going to spoil basically everything from here on out is I like the build up to Carnage with this whole Cult of the Flame thing. Now the thing that I absolutely despise that you could probably guess is that Yuri, the cop from the first game who works with Spider-Man throughout the game, has now become a vigilante akin to the Punisher. She's a mall ninja dressed in purple with a fucking chain sickle. She had a gun as a cop and is now downgraded to a fucking chain sickle and swings around kind of like Spider-Man. And it's implied that she kills people, though we never see her actually killing anybody. And there's multiple things that are crazy. Boy, 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 doesn't it tell? Isn't it telling that you need to you need to have a gun to feel powerful? Is it is it bigger than what you are? Is it is it bigger? about this character. First of all, she acts like a try-hard edgelord. Another case of a strong female character basically just embodying toxic masculinity traits. And she talks shit to Spider-Man the whole time, despite being buddies with him in the last game. Oh my god, he didn't play the DLC for the last game. He didn't play the DLC for the last game. Wow, he, he doesn't know. He fucking doesn't know. Okay. Sure. You don't know, dog. You don't know what happened. God damn, these motherfuckers are stupid. And it's implied that a normal human with no powers, no real training, at least it's not shown on screen where training is, is a match for Spider-Man because she has her own two-phase boss fight most of the way through the quest line. You got punched 10,000 times, she's completely fine. Are you fucking joking? You fight Felicia in the first game in a DLC. Oh my god, you f <sighs> If you're going to go by the rules of Spider-Man, if you're going to go by the rules of Spider-Man, literally, Uncle Aaron should have died to Miles. Every fucking, every fucking goon and fucking Hunter and every fucking flame people, they should die every time Spider-Man looks at them the heart. This is f so fucking stupid. For you to point out, Craven should not have had any. We all know. We all know. Here, let me see if I can get that uh, motherfucking screen. This is when Doc Ock took... Peter's body for a spin. His jaw, the one place that wasn't armor, I took it clean off. I never knew this body held so much power. All these years, Parker must have been holding back. Let's go. Is gameplay canon? 
Is gameplay canon in modern games? I, I really have to wonder. So really, the only reason why I like this quest is the final mission where Spider-Man has to defuse a bunch of bombs and then derail his train. The train ends up nearly killing him and crushes him up to his neck. And Cletus nearly burns him alive while also obtaining a piece of the Venom symbiote. And he literally even says the word carnage if it wasn't any more clear at this point. Now, before I devolve into just talking about all the various aspects I hate about this game, I guess I'll give a very quick mention of the web swinging. Now, the swinging physics are still inferior to the original Spider-Man 2. If you saw my last video, you'll know I just played Spider-Man 2, so I can absolutely verify that the swinging was more satisfying in that game because it took more skill and had much better physics. It just had more momentum and felt faster than this, though in reality, I don't think that's actually true. I believe people have done the tests before. And by default, in the settings, there's a swing assist feature that is maxed out that makes it pretty much impossible to fail at swinging. It will I'm sorry. That's just... That's an interesting way of phrasing it. Fuck. How fucking idiotic have you, do you have to be to say, well, they, it's a swing of, uh, assist that's maxed out. It's almost as if you can turn the settings down. Wow, this guy's dumb. All right, let's go. Well, actually alter the momentum and the angle of your swing so that you don't hit the ground. Now, of course, about halfway through the game, I turned this off to see the difference, and it does feel a little bit better without the swing assist. But now with the addition of the wingsuit, it's harder to fail anyway, because as soon as you jump at the height of your swing, you can just break out the wingsuit real quick and glide, keeping most of your momentum. And then once you slow down, you start swinging again. So it's even more brainless. And Spider-Man with the wing... Wait, he... How is that brainless to decide when to swing and when to glide? How is that brainless? I mean, like, he just made a crack about is the game is the gameplay canon. Like, there's been times where Peter Parker has web slinged his way home, unconscious. That's how fucking OP his spider sense is. He literally has unconsciously web slinged his way home. His his spider sense is so OP that his spider sense protects his wallet. If he was to go and actually play poker, his spider sense would actually help him win in poker. And you think I'm just joking, like the shit is like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I'm just joking. It is a reason why he's never being, he, he was invited once, once to the thing's weekly game of motherfucking poker. They was like, no, we can't have you here. He was like, why not? Spider sense? What do you mean, Spider-Sense? Motherfucker, you cannot lose playing poker with us because Spider-Sense. You think something that is OP is that? Like, dude, this shit doesn't make sense. These are people that want to say it needs to be comic book accurate. And when they put some shit in there, like, oh, Peter pulls all of his punches no matter what. Like, to a point where he just stops pulling his... Like, he even rolls with punches. Where if he just stood still and somebody hit his ass, they break their hands. If you want to go comic book accurate, but no, you don't. You just want to know the part that makes you feel comfortable being you. Fuck out of here.
wingsuit just feels wrong. And man, I'm just really sick of wingsuits in general, maybe because I've played so many modern games in the past decade, but I think the only time I legitimately enjoyed one was Just Cause 3, and even then, I enjoyed said wingsuit even more when you purchase the first DLC and it turns into an Iron Man jetpack with a machine gun and missiles. Ultimately, I just don't really like wingsuits that much anymore. It was a cool novelty in that game and in Far Cry 3 and 4, but I've already seen it way too many fucking times. It does. But Peter has had suits that did that. I just, oh my god. Like, okay, okay. Again, I'm a comic book nerd. Doesn't belong in a Spider-Man game. That said, I might be a little critical here, but I do think swinging around. Now, that's where you're wrong. Spider-Man has had wingsuits. He has. Okay, alright. It's fucking Marvel. It's motherfucking Marvel. Okay, alright. The city is still fun. Just not as fun as the original Spider-Man 2. Okay, that's pretty much everything that I even vaguely liked about the game. We're only going downhill from here. I pretty much have nothing else to say positively about this game. I honestly don't even know where to begin. I guess we can stick with the sandbox for now, and we'll cover the story later. There's a lot of story-based side quests in this game that are tagged with the superhero app that this fat Asian kid named Genki made for you. I never played the Miles Morales. Can you not seem so much like a fucking racist? I try not to tag these motherfuckers as just racist and shit. But why'd you have to throw in that he was a fat Asian kid? Like that that was that it, it it's part of the lore. Like he Genki is his friend. Like Alice <sighs> game for obvious reasons. So I had no idea who the fuck this kid is, and I really don't care if he's been featured in the comics. He's a lame character, I don't like him. Spider-Man is a genius, he can make his own fucking gadgets, okay? Stop taking shit away from him. Oh wait, this whole game takes shit away from him, but we'll we'll get to that. Hold on. So through this stupid superhero app, instead of Spider-Man solving real problems, like supervillains robbing banks or killing people, he decides to help randos who have some kind of trivial issue they could easily solve themselves. For example, you help some black woman find her grandpa who's gotten lost in Central Park or something. And you legitimately waste your time walking around the park, finding some random evidence, doing a fucking god-awful mini-game. And this game's full of shitty mini-games, by the way. They're just straight-up padding. They add nothing. They require no brain power. Though I say that, funny enough, I did get stumped by an incredibly easy one at one point. Guys, I Remember how I was saying that people like him, they not, don't seem to have any fucking empathy at all? Why does he have to mention that she was a black woman. I'm so confused with that one. I... Wow. Fuck. Tell me you aren't a bigot without telling me you're a bigot. Alright, alright, let's go. Let's go. I'm feeling dumb. My dumbness is activating. <laughs> Retard mode engaged. I guess that's another moment for the Son of DSP compilation. But of course, at the end of this quest line, you find the grandpa, he talks about his wife, and that's it. That's the whole point of the quest, is to listen to some old man reminisce about his wife when he was younger. But it gets much worse than that. There's another quest where you help some old black guy free his pigeons, because he's about to die, and so they need to find a new home. And all you do is just swing around the city with pigeons flying around you while a copyrighted song plays. That's the whole fucking mission. And oh, big shock, he's dead when you come back. Ooh, how sad. There's another side quest. Wow, okay. Okay. This is... Th wow. I... Wow. 
I'm, 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 man, me too. I just, I just, wow, okay. I'm convinced that he just may be racist against humans. Just like, wow, this is like one of the fucking worst takes that you can goddamn have when it comes to people. Like, again, why does he have to mention their race? All right, let's go. Where you help some blind woman because apparently there's a monster in her yard. It turns out it's one of these robotic panther enemies and Genki reprograms it to be a dog, a heckin' pupperino, and you train it by shooting webs at shit in the environment. And of course you give the robot dog to the lady, which has a fucking rainbow painted on it for some fucking reason. This whole game's like that. That's just the tip of the iceberg for that shit. Oh, but it gets worse. It gets much, much worse. There's another mission where you go to Miles' private school and help some Zoomer mutt who I couldn't even tell was a woman until I looked closely. Take pictures. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. He called a young lady a Zoomer mutt. I know motherfuckers who will get offended with calling a dog that. He just called a young lady. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm convinced this son of a bitch. I'm sorry. That'd be talking bad about dogs. I'm convinced that this bitch of a human being is so upset about everything because his penis is small and he can't please his girlfriend and he's too afraid to buy toys no baby I, I, I can stick my two inches in his baby carrot can't reach the fucking outside of his fucking foreskin how fucking Dare you, you racist piece of shit. Yeah, and I'm gonna call him racist. That's just in 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 characteristics of is somebody a racist piece of shit when you're referring to a another human being that you perceive that may be mixed, 
as a mutt? Fuck you. Go to Miles' private school and help some Zoomer mutt who I couldn't even tell was a woman until I looked closely. Yeah, we're just gonna save that. Alright, let's go. Take pictures around the school, including of their fucking esports club, and then the quest all. Did he just make fun of a fucking esport club? A motherfucker who makes videos on the internet just made fun. Yeah, dog, because you do shit. You do. You're so much better. All of you were waiting for me to talk about where you help a gay kid ask this dude out to homecoming. Spider-Man is wasting his fucking time helping some gay kid ask out another gay kid. Are you? What's the matter? You jealous? You jealous he ain't ask you out? You jealous? Are you jealous? Are you jealous because you want to be one of the, the gay kids? Is that what it is? Are you jealous? Fucking kidding me. What the hell, man? It's not like this is fun. No, you just jump around some rooftops and shoot some webs at some shit, and the game forces you to watch. I literally tried to leave, and the game forced me to web back onto the lamppost over and over again. Oh my god. You're so fucking childish. You're so fucking childish that it offends you that people that are not straight exist. You must be so mad at yourself. Again, this is what I'm talking about. This is how you know it's propaganda. They're shoving it down your fucking throat. And no, it being an optional side quest is not an excuse. Wait, 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 wait. What are they shoving down your throat? How long is it? Is it, does it have girth? Does it taste funny when they shove it down your throat? Do, do, have you learned how to relax your gag reflexes when they shove it down your throat? This is like, that's got to be the most homoerotic thing to say when you're talking about gay shit, right? And not in the thing of it's bad, but when you're saying that somebody is gay and the first phrase is like, yeah, they're shoving it down my throat. Dude, you're 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 not sounding you don't sound like you're protesting much. I played this mission, there's no fucking problem with the mission. What was what I had a problem with, it was so fucking cheesy. You know what I do when I enter, when I ask a woman, do they want to go out with me? Hey, do you want to go out with me? Now, do I cook them a meal? Do I yeah. Like nothing threatens me about playing a video game. Where two guys may like each other. Nothing threatens me. I'm secure with the fact of what I like. Why is it that you have to run away from it? Is it putting... Is it... Is it there, with them shoving an idea down your throat? Is it putting ideas in your head? I've never been somebody to be like... Uh, get that out of here. Like... Okay... It's, it's, it's not for me. You guys see, like, you guys see what I enjoy drawing. They also happen to be thick, chunky women with big titties. I, nobody will be able to convince me, be it video game, movie, TV show. Hey, Crimson, why don't you go um, suck a penis? 
Now I'm straight. That's not my thing. Come on, come on. It's it's in a video game. Why don't you go suck a penis? No, I'm straight. But don't don't you think reading about something or 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 or, or watching something will make you want to do it? No, that's why I'm not a Christian. <laughs> like, but but like, the fuck is wrong with these people? He is literally running away from the gay in more ways than one. Use, especially since you had no way of knowing what you would see what this quest contained unless you read it on the internet. It's just a random side quest called Homecoming. But arguably, that's not even the worst side quest in this game. Oh no. <laughs> Does that have you thinking about coming like the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just weird. <laughs> like, it is a optional quest that even if you did, you'd be like, okay, sure, whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Where's his other hand? Look at his other hand. His other hand is in his lap. There's one even worse. There's a side quest where you play as Miles' deaf girlfriend walking around spraying graffiti on walls. But when Oh lord. Oh lord. They have him playing as a deaf black woman. Shit. He looks pissed as hell. He he looks mad. He looks mad. Now, of course, there's never been a game where you weren't playing it. Shit. Damn it. I can't even make that joke. Well, I can because here. I mean, like, it's not like we're going to have this shit. talking it's not like we didn't have this shit almost the same motherfucking mechanics too right almost the same motherfucking mechanics fuck out of here dude fuck out of here What's actually hilarious about this mission, well, two things. First of all, you can actually turn on audio for this deaf girl that's being read by a real deaf person, which is very unintentionally hilarious, and I made the most lowbrow humor jokes imaginable here. Remember, remember, it's not about that it's, you know, it's about inclusivity. No, it's about how do we own people? How do we make fun of people? Because that's what it's about. It's not about the fact that it's inclusive. No, it's like, how do we own making fun of people? That's what this shit is about. That's all this shit is about is I want to make fun of people. And it's too, it's, I don't want to get canceled by making fun of people. And so, wokeness. Black <laughs> futurism. I want my futurism. Wakanda forever. But in Insomniac's infinite wisdom. Did he just say Wakanda forever? Okay. Wow, this shit is just super racist. Because they couldn't have this character talk to herself, at least out loud, because she's deaf, and this is a modern video game, so the protagonist has to comment on what's going on every five minutes, or the fucking soulless golem zoomers playing the game would get bored and turn it off, I guess. Instead of making her just think, emojis pop up on the screen. Deaf people apparently can't think. They don't have words in their head. They can read, 
but they think in emotes. That's, this is, I get, it's so woke, it circles back around to being like racist, sexist, ableist, whatever, you know. This He's so fucking dumb, quite literally. I hate to inject like science into shit like that. If you don't have sound for shit, you can't conceptualize it. Humans' brains work on conceptualization. I, I don't know if he gets that shit. Like, if there's not a word for a color, then we can't conceptualize it. We can conceptualize things once they've actually been segregated out into our understanding. But, yeah, no, this is a bitch. He is a little bitch. There's another quest where some of the school members decide to throw a big prank and they kidnap the school mascot, which might be a setup for an okay quest. In reality, you're just solving brain-dead puzzles the entire time. Light reflection puzzles that wouldn't be out of place in a shovelware PS2 game. But of course, about halfway through, they have to virtue signal to you and throw in a mural saying how great BIPOC artists are and we all need to stick together. Because, you know, women think all minorities are the same, apparently. And you might wonder why I'm singling out women. Well, the lead writer of this game was a woman. And we'll get into that a little bit more later because it's kind of important, actually, believe it or not, to the plot of this game. Or at least one major mission in particular becomes pretty obvious. And not long afterward, you... He knows that they're in Harlem and Brooklyn, right? He knows that, right? He understands that they're in Harlem and Brooklyn, right? I, he gets that, right? Go to some African art section of the city, and there's a whole other side quest line about retrieving stolen instruments from this black art museum. My god, this game... Blues. It's like the racism is fucking with his whole ability to make fucking sense. I, I don't know. Okay. is full of shit like this, dude. This is actually part of the main story, but you meet a scientist chick who has the non-binary flag and the monkey pox flag on her desk. There's a pawn shop with the Ukraine flag on the- He's from an Eastern European country. What the fuck is wrong with you? It is... Okay. Just racism shit, right? Which, this is the fucking comic books. This is exactly why I made those two Escapism is Dead videos. Because modern developers will not let you escape reality. You must support the current thing. And this is a more minor complaint, all things considered, but this Danica podcast with this purple hair feminist chick is so cringy and unbelievable. Okay, 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 okay. I will say this. I had a problem with the voice of the Danacast. Personally, I had a problem with it, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And here, let's just, let's just, let's just um come closer. I had a problem with the Danicast motherfucking um, podcast, because if she don't get her ass out there to the motherfucking Forbidden West and start fucking fighting for motherfucking 
against Nemesis. I'm going to have a problem with Aloy. I mean, Ashley Birch. No. <sighs> no, the the chick who does the Danicast is Ashley Birch, who does who voices Aloy. But let's go. It's like the writers fundamentally don't understand what makes podcasts like Joe Rogan popular. And so they have this harmless, sterilized... Not everybody likes Joe Ro Joe Rogan. This is somebody who cannot cannot escape their own fucking perspective. Oh my god, he just really he really believes that he is the rightest. And like the fact that this racist ass dude is trying to judge video games, prove he doesn't play video games, of course. Of course. Likely self-insert character who gives the most safe, politically correct opinions on shit that's going on. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson's podcast would be ten times more popular in reality, even if you don't agree with what he's saying, which a lot of the times what he's saying is absolutely correct. Inflation <laughs> feckless government officials, and a country on the brink of a collapse not seen since the fall of the Roman Empire. He just sounds way more interesting. He's actually giving a real opinion. He's enthusiastic. Uh, okay, Boomer. Oh, God. Danica is a face for radio, and she's boring as shit. There's no way anyone would ever listen to her. Before we move on, I want to talk about Bugs. Wait, how does he know she has a face for radio? You have a fucking face for radio, you dumb, ignorant-looking piece of shit. I'm sorry, it was just, let's go. Real quick, this might just be the buggiest high-budget Sony release that has come out in the past 10 years. Now, I can make excuses for a lot of minor bugs that don't really bother me that much, but there are a few here that are inexcusable. The first of which being that this game hard crashed my PS5. It actually overheated, froze, and then shut down the entire thing. It then proceeded to crash two more times over the course of the story, though luckily not quite as bad. I you know what? That is true. It did have some crashes, and one of the things about motherfucking, uh, um, about some of the Sony sequels are the first games are really, really fucking tight, and then the second games have had some quality control issues. Um, I mentioned Horizon Zero, um, Horizon Forbidden West. It actually had more crash issues than what, um, Zero Dawn did. Bigger game, more, like, they try to do bigger fucked up this game i've crashed during stream and even ragnarok um the games that actually um he agrees with Jane. yeah yeah of course until he realized it in the comics oh god um jonah when he realizes it's peter parker and not just some faceless entity he's like he he gives him shit when he realizes peter parker he's like oh oh Shit, I can't talk shit. <sighs> like, for real. Like, that. that is the killer part about it. When Peter actually controlled, exposed who he was to Jonah, Jonah was like, I can't talk to you. I can't talk bad about you. Like, just a piece of shit. I also had a weird bug where the enemy AI would just glitch out and stand around and not even attack me at multiple times. There was also this weird bug where I was supposed to solve this laser puzzle by pulling down a bunch of chains to block the lasers, but if you pull down two of them, it creates two holes in the floor. So I thought, oh, maybe I can just jump in the holes? Yeah, 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 whatever, just go through the hole. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I thought, wait a minute, what? So that one was more funny than it was annoying, but I thought it was worth pointing out. 
And when Miles gets his final power in the story, the game just straight up soft locked. I couldn't press any button, but luckily a quick load checkpoint fixed it. But you'd think that one would have been pretty easy to catch, so I'd have to guess it was broken by the day one patch. And I know this isn't technically a bug, but this game has a really bad camera in certain boss fights. During the first Craven fight, it would zoom in on his face, and I couldn't even see my fucking character model, which makes it a little bit hard. Yeah, he, he probably does want to fuck up. Anyway. To dodge attacks when you can't see the spider sense over your head. And there are a whole bunch of minor bugs that are not really worth going into, and there were some performance issues, but for the most part, I think the game ran fine. But it is definitely worth noting that this game was a little buggy. It's got much bigger issues, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Okay, I think I've stalled enough. Let's finally talk about the main story and how Insomniac's writers, or at least the lead one, absolutely hates Peter Parker. Now, this story was a bit of a convoluted mess, so much so that just two days after finishing it, which is the time I'm recording this, I've basically already forgotten 80% of it, and I had to go back through my footage just to create this synopsis, which is really not... That says more about you than it does the story. The story is Peter Parker... Miles Morales, first day of his first job, he, um, and of course, spoilers, he fights said man, gets fired, Harry comes back, and, um, he runs into his, you know, those things that you don't have, friends, uh, um, and, um, basically, he offers him a job, you know, that thing that you will never fucking get because you're a racist piece of shit, um, and, um, yeah, like, yeah. Then the symbiote happens. <laughs> Not a sign of a good story, and I promise you I actually tried to pay attention this time, unlike with God of War Ragnarok where I was looking at chat for probably half the game, because once again, that game was boring as fuck. So the story begins... So you just admit that most of the time you don't pay attention to stories. You're just admitting that shit. Okay. ...ends with Sandman attacking the city. Why is he attacked the city? I guess his brain is scrambled? That's pretty much as far as it goes. It's explained later that he was being chased by Kraven, but Sandman, a guy who's made of fucking sand, is afraid of some random Russian hunter guy who has a magic potion that makes him somewhat stronger than a normal person. Now, of course, because we needed a new villain faction in this game, Kraven also has a thousand fucking goons working for him. I mean, seriously, why does he have so many badass hunters that are full of women and people of color? I mean, this is the most diverse group of villains I've ever seen in any video game. Only white males should be hunters. I can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up. Wow, this is... Wow. I guess on the bright side, you get to beat the shit out of women. Spider-Man hates women so much that'll break every bone in their bodies. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Beats up women, because he can. <laughs> Video games are so woke that beating women is no joke. But whatever, that's, I guess, a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things, because so many other games are doing it now. So after you- What the fuck, man? Okay. If I keep doing this shit, every time he says a racist shit, I'm glad I'm not paying a drinking game to this shit. Let's go. Defeat Sandman with Miles' bullshit Mary Sue electric powers, which are good against everything in this game. Seriously. Spider-Man comes across some gun goons who are the least diverse enemy group in the game. They are not only mostly white, but they are pretty much all men and they're jacked, which just made me like them more and want to be part of their club. But we get a little piece of subtle propaganda in there. I think I'm going to start a petition. Replace all the gun clubs with something better. You're right. Revoke the Second Amendment, Spider-Man. I, I agree. Now, I know people are going to debate this point whether or not it's actually woke, but honestly, I don't care. There's a much bigger fish to fry here. 
At the end of this mission, we end up rescuing J. Jonah Jameson, and he is one of the very few based characters in this game, though obviously unintentionally, as he's just meant to be a right-wing caricature, which is actually hilarious because he's almost always correct. And Mac Gargan, the scorpion, has been found dead. His stinger removed like a trophy. One can only assume this was at the hands of the hunter. Are they doing what the ineffectual Spider-Man won't and removing these dangers permanently? You can just tell this is a motherfucking loser, right? Right? Like, you can tell this is a fucking loser. Yeah, I want to kill people and be all mean and evil and just like, like, J. Jonah Jameson was right. First off, so, oh, so, so in the fantasy setting, women can't be equal to men's. I I swear to God, like, took away her gun when she had more power. Like, the fuck? Oh, wow. Wow, this is a loser. This is a fucking loser. Let's go. And shortly after this, we get to meet Miles' friends, fat Asian kid Genki, and his deaf girlfriend. This is just fucking cringe, man. I got nothing to say about it, really. This is also where the pacing of the game starts to drop off of a cliff. I know you're probably familiar with this already, as it's a Sony game, but I think specifically Spider-Man 2 is especially bad about this, because even though, in terms of the actual number of hours of cutscenes, are not nearly as much as God of War Ragnarok, there's so many things that destroy the pacing, whether it's the walking simulator sections, which we'll get to soon, or the horrible mini-games. Like I said, this dude just does not like emotions. Emotions is just a bad fucking thing to this motherfucker. And if, if it makes him feel things, it's bad. And I don't know, like, that's fucked up. If you think emotions are bad to you and they motherfucking, they're just horrible to you. I don't know what to tell you, dog. It sounds like you have some fucking issues and puzzles, like I mentioned earlier, there's so many moments in this game where you're not just playing as Spider-Man, aka swinging through the city and beating up bad guys, which is the reason why anybody would want to play a fucking Spider-Man game, and exactly why the original Spider-Man 2 is better than this game. The main storyline of this game is somewhere between 12 and 15 hours, depending on what you consider part of the story, which is more than twice as long as the entirety of the original Spider-Man 2 on PS2, but if you cut out all of the fluff, and I mean basically anything that isn't playing as Peter or Miles and swinging around the city or beating up bad guys, this story would also only be about six hours long. That's how much padding is in this. It is absolutely insane and inexcusable. Okay, okay, enough stalling, back to the story. So, so- He should just go play fucking- Like, okay, 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 okay. I got a perfect game for him. Go play the original prototype. Just go play the original prototype. You can- You can- kill shit, eat shit, all you want. I, I guess he may have an issue because you 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 spew out black shit, you know, since he doesn't like blackness. Um but go play the original prototype. Not the not prototype two because that's that's too woke. It has a black um antagonist in it. Uh, um main character in it. I'm not even gonna say protagonist. Main character in it. Go play the original prototype. Just go play the original prototype. That's what he should do. You know what type of games this is. But if it's just about wanton destruction, go play Prototype. It has jumping off of buildings. You can be swinging around and eating shit and eating people and shit like that. It's, it, look, 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 look. The Prototype engine was based off of Hawk's Ultimate Alliance 
uh, or the, the ultimate destruction, which also shares similarities to this engine some kind of way. It's not like they cribbed it. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, go play that shit. You'll be happier. And it's not too much of a story in there. And you get to be a white guy that puts people in their place by eating them and being in control of them. And you don't have to worry about none of that stupid emotion because you're an emotionless block. Soon afterward, Peter goes back home and we finally get to see the new Mary Jane. And oh my God, she's hideous. What's wrong? Your face. Mary Jane, more like manly jaw. She looks old enough to be Peter's mom and with a giant fucking man jaw. That is a man, dude. Look at that body. Wide shoulders, no hips, flat ass. That is a man. And the worst thing is, we know she's a face scan model. We also know what her face used to look like in the old game. And this is what her model actually looks like, okay? Now here's the big twist. This is what the lead writer for this game looks like. Oh yeah, that's not a coincidence. Mary Jane is 100% a self-insert in this game. And Unless you're next to Shaney for her bitch-ass Christ. Being emotional can be beneficial. <laughs> when you get mad, you get all fast and move like the Hulk. <laughs> like when you hit me. I didn't hit you. Yeah, uh-huh, you did hit me. That's what you spent my... Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> oh, getting back to the other stupidity that we were watching. Um, here's the thing. Writers do self-insert characters all the time. Quite literally, before I started the stream. I was watching the video was talking about um, Kishimoto being his in, Naruto was his in, insert character. I just like people self insert their works into their fiction all the time. Do you think that writers carry some holy canon of how a character is supposed to be all the times and never changes them? No, you dumb fuck. Media literacy needs to be a thing that they teach in schools. And I don't mean, like, college. I mean, motherfucking grammar school. And that becomes very obvious near the end, but we'll get to that later. And now, in a fucking superhero game, we spend the next five minutes cleaning up a house. And we get a flashback to when Peter was a teenager, and he punched a hole in his wall, and Aunt May helped him. Don't care, Aunt May had it coming. In fact, I hope they bring her back and kill her a second time in the next game. Now the game decides to waste the next 30 minutes building up Peter and Harry Osborn. I don't like my mom. She tells me what to do, like make my bed. Wow. My mom is so lame. Fuck you, Jenny. Honey, do you, do, can you can you please take up the job? Fuck you, Jenny. The fuck? <laughs> How are you so fucking insanely unhuman? Wow. This shit is fucking crazy. Alright. ...friendship. As we saw in the beginning, they're not even pretending to make it a twist that he's Venom in this game. They pretty much gave it away. So the Venom symbiote is helping him fight off his cancer, so now he's completely fine to do physical activities. There's a walking simulator mission where you ride bikes. Are we gonna really have a bike riding mission? Just make it a cutscene, please. No, dude, don't make me... Don't do it. Don't make me ride my bike in a straight line. 
It better be a cutscene. Fuck you! Fuck you! And then you have a flashback back to when they were both in high school, and it's incredibly boring and a colossal waste of time. And I might as well bring this up now, but this game has some god-awful dialogue. I mean, ripped straight from Reddit. Paparazzi's bad enough. A paparazzi with guns? Oh my god, not paparazzi with guns! Epic. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not a fan of Spider-Man. He, he's an anti-fan. Impromptu shot of ponage and action. I'm not a kid. The figures. Just me. Okay, well, you know, you, you come to me for the real real, so I'm just trying to deliver. I'm like a fee real estate agent. A fee real estate agent. Okay. Wait. Did he just not realize that Peter makes very, very bad dad jokes, corny dad jokes? This is before Mayday even got into the picture or Benji. I just. He does. Does he realize that Peter has always made corny ass dad jokes? Sound. I'm peachy. Just peachy. I'm very Reddit chungus right now. Hey, he isn't the gardens either. But I found his inhaler and was able to science my way into creating a trail. I was able to science my way. Fuck. Could you not please? I'd like to keep my fight brace. Could you not? How many gay jokes are in this fucking game? I shall be your first. I shall be your first. Oh my. Oh, gay. Okay. They're doing a. That, that wasn't a gay joke. I'm mean, like, you can always joke about 19 inches of venom and how, um. Harry got head from Craven, but those were the implications. It didn't need to be said. Craven is literally talking about killing somebody. On purpose now. So on our next mission are two Spider-Men, and yes, they... And, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. If the gay jokes are always on the front of your mind, it's always, you know, you wish it'd be at the tip of your tongue. That says more about you, dog, than the actual writing. What? It it takes a lot for me to, to want to think about anything relating to a penis besides putting my penis in a one young lady's mouth orifices or vaginal cavity i have a 8 hour replay of jangling jangling bouncing breasts that i play on a loop all the time that's because i like titties that's always on my mind it takes at least 10% of my brain power all the time. You see it in my art. But I like breasts. I make no bones about it. For you to sit back and say, and just think about just penis all the time, it reminds me of that um, Sign Out of Happiness um, short where it's like, yeah, we're going to take you to a restaurant and... Um, it, the, the chef reads your mind and it's going to give you your meal that you want to put in your mouth. And it's just like a plate of dicks for the guy. It's like, I don't like dicks. I don't like to put dicks in my mouth. And this is like a plate of dicks. And he wants to put a plate of dicks in his mouth. Maybe that says something. They call each other spider I don't like feet. Because a lot of motherfuckers don't know how to wash their feet. 
Now, when it comes to rubbing feet, oh, fuck. I can give some people some of the best foot massages. And then other shit starts, but that's a different story. But let's go. Man, gee, I'm sure that wouldn't be confusing at all to the public, especially when one sounds black and is clearly wearing a different costume. Are guarding a ship carrying the scorpion and some other prisoners from the raft. How do you sound black? As Craven shows up to break them out for his great hunt. As it comes up later in the plot, Craven is dying of cancer, even his magic potions can't save him, so he wants to fight the ultimate foe who can finally give him an honorable death. And as you can imagine, this makes him one of the only other based characters in this game, at least he has a pretty understandable motivation, his design is straight ripped from the comics, it looks great. Craven was certainly one of the only good characters in this game, even if I don't really like the idea of him having a thousand minions. I mean, where's the sport in hunting this ultimate prey if you have an entire army capturing them for you to fight them in single combat? Isn't part of hunting tracking them down yourself? But whatever, the two Spider-Men fail, and there's this whole subplot with Miles trying to resist killing Martin Lee, aka Mr. Negative from the first game, because he killed his father, Jefferson Davis, which yes, everyone has pointed out the funny irony of him being named that, that was kind of the point, yes. And you would think with Miles Morales being Peter Parker's student, protege, apprentice, whatever you want to call it, that maybe Peter would help him forgive Martin Lee, or maybe at least resist the urge to kill him. Nope. Miles does this all on his own. In fact, Miles takes care of all of his problems on his own, but not just his, but also Peter's problems. And Pe What? How? Fuck. How? This motherfucker is so goddamn stupid. How? Oh, wow. This is a goddamn idiot motherfucker. Again, this video that he's doing is not for people who played the game. It's for people who didn't. People say he's not meant to be a replacement. Well, this game basically straight up tells you that he should replace Spider-Man. So you're just fucking lying to yourself and it's an embarrassing lie. Now, I hope you enjoyed that mission, because the next one is another walking simulator one. Hooray! At the Emily May Foundation, where they shove another environmentalist message into your head. By no exaggeration, this was 20 straight minutes of slowly walking around and listening to all of these really cool inventions. This dude is born as hell when he rants about Spider-Man. He secretly loves the game and, yeah, wants to bone Mary Jane. Okay, so what's liberal about wanting to conserve the environment? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He fancies himself knowing about hunting. What's liberal about... What's so woke about wanting to live in a world where, you know, you're not fucking destroying the planet? I miss where that's a thing that's bad. Is it just me? Did I miss that? Wanting to live in a world where you can, um, I don't know, breathe and not have to live in constant wild weather swings. What's bad about that? Okay, yeah. Engines that are gonna save the world. It is some of the most boring shit I've ever done in a video game, man. It is straight up awful, and there's only so many times I can say that, but I didn't care about any of it. The end result is Spider-Man gets a job there. Wow, hooray.
Not too long after this moment, Scorpion gets killed by Kraven, which was a legitimately kind of enjoyable moment. Though something I've noticed that this game series has in common with the MCU is they have no problem with killing off villains. Apparently, Shocker, Electro, and Vulture all get killed off-screen in this game. So by the time this game is over, half of Spider-Man's rogues gallery are either dead or reformed, because yes, there's multiple reformed villains too in this. And I know some people are going to disagree with me on this, but I really think it's a waste of potential to just kill off almost every villain after their first appearance, especially since even though Spider-Man has one of the greatest groups of villains of any Marvel character, it's still only so deep. I don't think Green Goblin's going to be enough to carry the third game, but I guess that's a problem for five years down the line at this rate. So the Maybe next time you just won't buy the game. He's about the replacement. He's about a replacement. Um, Terry McGinnis from Batman. Even Bruce told him he was glad it was almost. He was almost a clone. Yeah, yeah no. All right, let, let's go. Because most people don't realize when that point was made. I saw that tweet where people was like, you didn't have a problem with Terry McGinnis, but you got a problem with Miles Morales. But let's go next mission we finally get to see the return of black cat and guess what peter doesn't even get to interact with her no this is a miles morales mission for some reason and they tease they actually say why it's a, they actually say why it's why it's a miles morales mission they literally say why it's a miles morales mission quite literally mary jane's like yeah can you go check on her miles is like yeah, you concerned about your ex's, your 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 boyfriend's ex, and she made a smart comment like, "Yeah, let's make sure she okay, but keep his keep her ass away from my man." And I know it wasn't just like malicious, but it was like, "Yeah, like no, yeah, sit send the boy, send the boy." I this is so stupid. Uh, like he said, Doctor he doesn't Strange pay attention. Gonna show up, but no, it's just Black Cat stealing a teleporting scroll, and you'll never guess why. Apparently now she's a lesbian, and she uses the scroll to teleport to Paris so she can get with her girlfriend. Are you Wait, what? How is she a lesbian? I'm sorry. F Felicia, in this incarnation, she's bi. What's, what's wrong with that? As a matter of fact... There are implications in a lot of the comics that um, if Peter wasn't fucking Black Cat, Mary Jane would. There is a scene where literally both when like Peter came home one time, and I don't know if they like they had like switch costumes, but like or, or no, what was it? Was Mary Jane in like a Black Cat costume? Hold on, let me see that. I just have to check that out. Hold on. <sighs> meow. I'm sorry. I, I, meow. Damn, did somebody just get hungry? Mm. They're just good friends, guys. They're just good friends. They're just good friends. But no, Felicia has never shown any interest at all in women. At all. They're just good friends, guys. 
Are you fucking joking? And what adds insult to injury is Black Cat is one of the only vaguely attractive women in this entire game. There is no other explanation for this except that the writers hate Peter Parker and they hate Peter Parker's fans. All the self-insert nerd people who Spider-Man was literally made for. That's why he's one of the most popular super- And there we have it. The truth shall set you free. You're just self-inserting. Like... <sighs> What? And I'm sorry, this 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 is not a good look for Okay, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's go. Wow, okay. Superhero characters ever since his creation is because he is the perfect self-insert for the nerds who are reading comic books. And so Peter Parker's life is shit, man. So many bad things happen to him. It is a running trope across all of his comic book series. And so what did they do? They gave him a supermodel girlfriend so that he has one thing in his life, one good thing to keep him going so he doesn't just blow his fucking brains out. And what do they do in the games? They take that away from him by making her- I'm sorry, is this a cry for help? You're a fucking 50-year-old man-jawed And although Black Cat is still somewhat attractive, in the comics she was a fucking bombshell, dude. Easily one of the most attractive characters. Just like, you know, Catwoman, who she's blatantly a rip-off of. And while the Arkham games came out before the wokeness explosion in every development studio, just compare what Catwoman looked like in Arkham City or Arkham Knight to this. I mean, shit, in the 90s cartoon, which was for children, they made sure to make Black Cat hot as fuck. You were terrific back there. And I'd be proud to have you fight by my- But you're mad. She has abs in this one. You remember you, remember you guys don't like women with abs? She got a lot of abs in this one. I side. Really care about you. Partners? That. And maybe more. And so, you know what? This isn't just a slight against Peter Parker. This is a slight against me, specifically. Fuck you, Insomniac. And fuck- He is- Like, he is Phil is <laughs> His feelings are hurt. Oh my god, his feelings are fucking hurt. How dare you make... How dare you didn't give me the opportunity to beat off to a video game character. I mean, like, I have four and up, but I need to beat off to Felicia. Yes! No! <laughs> oh god damn it. Fuck anybody who praises, encourages, or even is just okay with ugly art. Because that's exactly what this game is. It's disgusting, demoralizing propaganda trash. And the little cherry on top was an especially bad bit of dialogue that I had to hear four times because I kept dying during this part. Think they're here for the sea lion exhibit? Oh, I want to see that. Did you know sea lions can swim up to 25 miles per hour? I want to, I want to see the sea lions. Can you know that sea lion? Are you fucking joking? I seriously have to ask you if you're one of my black viewers, which, believe it or not, is 12% of my stream audience at the very least. Do you actually think Miles Morales is cool? And I mean Insomniac's version. I think the Spider-Verse one is completely fine. But Insomniac's Miles Morales is fucking Urkel, and you can't change my mind. They tried to make him just Peter Parker, but with black skin. But he's actually worse than that. He's a fucking whiny nerd bitch. Now, this is about the... Go suck a dick. All of them. All down your throat like you really want them to be. Go suck a dick. Time where the story starts to just become pure padding. We get a mission at an amusement park where we get to see that Mysterio and Tombstone are now good guys. Now, do we get any real explanation for how this happened? Of course not. No, it would actually be cool to see how these villains redeem themselves. They would actually have to earn it. But no, 
not one villain that gets redeemed earns it in this game. The Quite literally, the side quest actually says why Mysterio is, what he's doing, what he's doing. It's literally in the side quest. And just for you to show Martin Lee, literally, you're just, uh, yeah, sure. The third one being Mr. Negative, which was pretty fucking obvious. Anyone could have guessed that. And after Miles goes into this weird VR universe that Mysterio came up with and fights some guys, then it just becomes a walking simulator mission as Peter, where you get to do a bunch of carnival mini-games that are pretty half-assed, and some of them are literally just watching someone enjoy a ride. As someone who's actually been... Watching somebody have an enjoyable time, that must really piss you off, doesn't it? It must really piss you off. God, we almost finished. Into multiple theme parks throughout his life, including one of the greatest roller coaster parks in the world, Cedar Point. You should actually go and do these things instead of trying to live vicariously through a video game. Trust me, it's worth it. So anyway, Craven's goons show up, they kidnap Tombstone, and finally, after a lot of unnecessary build-up, Harry uses the Venom symbiote to help save the day. And I actually kind of like this part of the story, even if, again, it does feel like padding. Harry's trying to be a superhero too, but he can't really control the Venom symbiote all that well. And as a nice throwback to the comics, the next time they team up, he's wearing a costume very reminiscent of the Agent Venom costume, which is when Flash Thompson got the Venom symbiote. Yes, that really happened. So after saving Tombstone in the next mission, we kind of get to see just how ridiculous it is that he's a good guy now. I mean, he literally filed his teeth down into basically shark teeth. He's a giant fucking thug, and we're supposed to accept that, I don't know, he just had a change of heart off screen. And then we get to see a little bit of a tease that the Venom symbiote wants to be attached to Peter, not Harry. Hmm, could that possibly be foreshadowing? After some more padding with Miles that isn't even worth mentioning, we get one of the worst missions in the game. Insomniac heard everyone's complaints about the Mary Jane missions in the first game, and instead of addressing criticism, like many modern egotistical developers, they decided to double down. Now the Mary Jane It's their game. It's their game. They can make the game that they fucking want to make. Oh my god. Again, this will be that son of a bitch. Be like, oh yeah, if you don't like my games, go make your own. And they did. And they rewarded for their games. Fuck out of here, dude. Missions have turned into glorified The Last of Us missions. I mean, seriously. And Sony games have so little confidence in the average player's abilities that the tutorial extends not just beyond some simple prompts. No, the very first enemy you s Didn't you already say you weren't playing a game good because you're not good at games? Didn't you say that multiple times? Sneak up to can't kill you. Yeah, how's he going? Kill her. Kill her. What the fuck? No. And even when you get to the actual gameplay part where you can die, these enemies are so deaf and brain dead, you can straight up sprint up to them and stealth kill them. In fact, you can do it to two enemies in a row if you're fast enough. They're so dumb, as soon as Mary Jane takes cover and goes around a corner, they lose sight of her and are all confused and don't keep tracking your location. All of this on top of the fact that a single taser to the neck knocks them out, when normally it takes like eight punches to knock out a basic enemy as Spider-Man who has super strength. 
Now, this is the part where some nerd says, um, actually, he holds back against normal humans, otherwise he would kill them. Yeah, but he holds back so much that it takes eight punches versus one taser. Why doesn't he just have electric fists at this point? In fact, Miles Morales could just electrically charge his punches to knock out people instantly. This gameplay is so unbelievably bad, dude. It is truly an embarrassment. And when we fight... Didn't he praise the gameplay a little bit earlier? Oh, yeah, because woman, that's what it is. Because woman, that's what's going on. Finally make it through this segment. The whole point of this mission was to rescue Dr. Connors, aka the lizard. But of course, Craven shows up right before she can rescue him. And actually, we get a pretty cool moment where the girl boss finally gets defeated. And briefly, we get to play Spider-Man again, only for them to take away control in just five minutes by having Peter get stabbed by Kraven. We don't even get a boss battle here, no. Insomniac thought it would be more interesting for him to get stabbed during a cutscene, and then we get this major fake-out as if Peter Parker's gonna fucking die halfway through the story in a Spider-Man game. And to the- He'll never get laid, of course. You're complaining that- Quite literally, the modus operandi of him getting the symbiote is a thing that you don't like happen. I, okay, sure, let's go. The shock of absolutely no one, the Venom symbiote attaches to Peter and he gets the black suit. Now you would think there would be a lot of tension right here because now Harry is going to start dying from his cancer again. Which honestly, if you think about it, doesn't really make sense. You would think the Venom symbiote would just kill all of the cancer cells in his body and then he would be fine, but I guess that wouldn't be dramatically interesting. And I'm fine with the route they chose. What I do have an issue with is that it takes far too long for Harry to start turning evil. Instead, we get a very... The shit happens over the course of a couple of days. What the fuck are you talking about? <sighs> fuck. Very half-assed Bully Maguire sequence. Because the writers are giant cowards, most of the time Spider-Man isn't- What are you going- what are you expect- oh god. Okay, what do you expect him to do? Come up there and whoop Harry's ass? Uh, of a man that you saying is dying of cancer? Just like, bitch, the fuck? I, it's my shit now even an asshole and it doesn't help that Yuri Lowenthal is a very bad one-note voice actor who has only managed to have such a prolific career despite his lack of any vocal range for purely nepotistic reasons and no I'm not gonna elaborate on that you'll just have to look it up but voice acting aside I'll give the game some credit here the symbiote rage mode is fun like Yuri Lowenthal has still he he's a good voice actor what is your problem, dog? But you're probably mad because you can't be a voice actor, too. You, you don't have a voice for radio. You, you have a voice for a book. Peter's steady decline into being a total chud was very sloppily handled to the point where he goes from being relatively normal but slightly more confident into a complete sociopath and then a monster over the course of, like, one mission. It actually felt like multiple missions were cut from this game story because... Didn't he just say that the, the Harry started dying too slowly? But Peter started acting like an asshole too quickly. It's the time. Oh, God. The change happened so suddenly. So next up, we have a spy infiltration mission. As Peter discovers the location of where Craven's goons are hanging out, having a party, and we get to see yet another huge woke moment. He looped this shit. And everyone just thinks this is okay, this is fine. This totally means nothing. Your lying eyes, your pattern recognition, that's just schizo shit. 
I was seriously disgusted when I saw this, and it doesn't help that most of this mission is yet another walking simulator mission. You get into a couple fights at the end, and it almost seemed like we were going to have a reenactment of the famous 90s shocker scene that I'm sure we all remember. Shocker! You can't escape me! I'll chase you to the end of- Like, does he not realize that if he was- if they were to tell this story exactly how it was in one form or another, he would be complaining that they didn't tell the same story before. Does he not realize that shit? I'm sure he does. Because even in the 90s comic books, they didn't tell the story like they did in um, the original in the 90s TV show. He literally went to read. Even in the retelling of the symbiote storyline, where they would have Peter kept the suit, they still changed it up. Was he expecting the same goddamn story? Oh my god, this is stupid. But no, the actual Craven fight is a lot more lame than that. The whole point is Spider-Man learns that the Venom symbiote is weak to sonic frequencies. But weirdly enough, the symbiote's not weak to fire in this game, at least not directly. There's even a part where Venom later on walks straight through fire and doesn't get hurt. That seems like kind of an unnecessary change from the comics, but I guess it doesn't really matter that. But now he wants to go to comic accuracy. Now he wants to go to comic accuracy. What is your fucking issue, dude? Wow, it's just, it's, I was asked in the chat, is this man a fan of Spider-Man? No, he's not. He's a fan on shitting on things. That much. So now we're up to two moments where we could have had a boss fight with Kraven, but didn't. And I want to remind you that we're over five hours into the game story, and the only boss was at the very beginning. If I didn't make it clear enough already, the pacing in this game is completely off, where it's not just really slow, but after having to watch all these cutscenes or holding forward in the walking simulator sequences or solving these brain-dead minigames, you're then thrown a really long, high-octane action sequence where the game expects you to suddenly be on top of your game. Which is say That's a lull in the story to actually bring a oh god he doesn't understand fucking game design he doesn't understand story elements he doesn't understand rising and falling actions it's almost as if he's stupid as shit i know he's stupid as shit you guys don't have to remind me i know he's stupid as shit but fucking for real this motherfucker is just that dumb say that didn't mix well with my adhd brain it was starting to piss me off by this point Next mission, Peter returns to the Emily May Foundation to team up with Harry to create a serum to return the lizard back to his human form. But since Craven is now trying to hunt Peter, the hunters attack and destroy the Foundation. And this is where it's implied that Harry starts turning down the path of evil. And now we finally get to the E3 demo mission, and you've already seen all this already. You know exactly what happens, even if you didn't play the game. So it's not really worth covering. You chase down the lizard. It's a huge cinematic sequence where you're barely even touching the controller. You know it's a good game when you can play it with one hand. Finally, next mission, we catch up with the lizard and get a real boss fight. And my only real complaint with this is something I didn't mention back in the gameplay section, but every single boss fight has an insane amount of dialogue during it. And look, I'm not arguing this on the basis of realism. I couldn't care less about that aspect, to be honest. What I do care about is most of the dialogue is shit or just completely unnecessary. Once again, it feels like this is there to hold Zoomer's attention. But I feel like it is absolutely misplaced here. If you're fighting a boss that requires you to pay attention to what the enemy is doing so you can react accordingly, the talk... It's almost as if he's letting us know where his motherfucking um his motherfucking um deficiencies are. I can talk. 
hell, I can draw and respond to a video. I can talk and play a video game. It's not that motherfucking hard. But his ass, I think it's a chore for him. But let's go. Talking is just a distraction. People can say I have a skill issue with this game. That's completely fine by me. But I'm not lying to you when I tell you that the talking unironically distracted me and made me worse at the game. It's almost as if, wait, 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 wait. You're playing a game where the main character actually jokes and talks to throw motherfuckers off their game while he's fighting them. I wonder what main character actually does that. You fucking child. And halfway through the fight, it turns into a chase sequence across New York, which actually was a kind of fun part, admittedly. But Craven, I guess as an homage to King Kong, manages to snipe the lizard off a building with a crossbow. Even though just seconds ago, we saw cops. Yes, the cops apparently exist in this game, despite their <laughs> extremely reduced presence. Yeah, that's something you'll probably notice. As a response to a common game journalist complaint about Spider-Man helping the police. I know, a fucking superhero helps the police. What a crazy idea, right? And so yeah, most superheroes are looked down on by the police. They're they're literally called vigilantes. Though that's not a good term. Wow, he's fucking stupid. Somniac decide to remove the police from all but just maybe two or three missions in the entire game, and I don't think Spider-Man even ever directly interacts with them. But anyway, to get back to my point. Oh my god, if you love the police, why don't you marry him? We see the police shoot at Craven with assault rifles, and it does nothing, yet one shot from a fucking crossbow is enough to take Lizard off the building, which ultimately doesn't matter because it's still another phase of the boss battle. And Peter injects him with the cure and rescues him from drowning. And now we get one of the big plot twists of the story that the Venom symbiote is in fact an alien, which everyone who's read any comic or seen the cartoon knows that he's an alien. The only reason this is even a plot twist is because it seemed like a fake out that they were going to do the Ultimate Universe version of the story where he was made in a lab. So I'm kind of glad they actually stuck to the comics on this one. And Dr. Connors warns the Ultimate Universe is part of the comics, you dumb fuck. Okay, okay, fuck. Peter, that the Venom symbiote corrupts your mind. And now, of course, since we've been told this in the story, all of a sudden, Peter's transformation into a monster skyrockets from this point forward because we gotta rush this shit along. We got two main characters. There's no time to develop one complete plot line. And ironically, even though a lot of people kind of shit talk that you play Miles Morales for about half this game, Miles Morales has almost nothing to do with any of this. His subplot with Mr. Negative is the only connection to the main plot. We really could have used more development with Chud Mode Peter, as I'm going to call him, because he doesn't really act like Bully Maguire. He just acts kind of like a crazy animal psycho guy, which I don't Oh my God, he's about to praise this motherfucker. He's about to praise this motherfucker that he doesn't mind. Because that's some shit that he'll probably say. I don't know, it's kind of just more boring. I would like it if it was a more subtle descent, and Peter just realized that the suit was making him evil, not it being so blatantly obvious to the audience and in your face. And I actually want to suggest a secondary option if you don't want a more mature, serious route. You could just do what the 90s cartoon did. Believe it or not, in the original comics, the black suit didn't actually corrupt Peter's mind. That was an idea the cartoon came up with first, and let me give you a little bit of a sample of what that sounded like. It's like this. I'm through with not getting what I want. That's funny. I give up too. I give up trying to be a friendly. In the, in this game, per se, it's never that the symbiote is corrupting Peter's mind. It's lowering his inhibitions. It's never just saying, "Oh yeah, you're gonna do what the fuck I want to." He, it lowers his inhibitions. That's what everything that the symbiote does. It's hey, 
I normally don't do this shit, but I'm gonna do this shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Like Spider-Man. And I actually think this could have made for an interesting opportunity in the game as well. Maybe throw one of Peter's C-list villains at him and he just fucking brutalizes him, or even better, actually kills him. That would have set up a great character development moment where he realizes Quite literally, the mother motherfucking he fought Doc Connors. And Doc Connors literally played the role as Reed, saying, like, you need to get that shit off of you. You about to go fucking crazy what the suit has done to him and then he has to tear it off himself now of course that's not the story this game is going for and speaking of all of this this is when we get to the next mary jane mission if you've been sticking to the main story it hasn't even been two hours since the last one we have to play as mary jane again and i had enough of this shit so i just speed ran that and this is when i really pushed the limits of how bad the stealth system was and the setup for this is just as cringe as the mission itself. Basically, Peter finally needs to sleep after, you know, saving the world a million times. And while he's sleeping, Venom takes over his body. Meanwhile, MJ has to defend the house and single-handedly tases like 20 hunters by herself. And if this mission wasn't bad enough, it ends with Mary Jane cornering Peter in a tunnel and she sees that he's become a monster. And so there's a little bit of a chase scene that is almost impossible to fail, by the way. And I had to let go of the controller for several seconds for Peter to catch up and we get a very lame game over sequence. Oh, thank God. Jesus Christ, that took way too long. Oh, and the cherry. What did you expect it to happen? Oh my God. <sighs> 53 minutes of 120. On top, failing the quick time events here does nothing. Yes, this is yet another Sony game where the quick time events are meaningless. And so what are the results of this mission? Well, Mary Jane writes a scathing article about Spider-Man for J. Jonah Jameson. Okay, is that really supposed to be a source of conflict between these two? You could easily just reason it away as MJ trying to keep her job, but because Peter is in chud mode now, he's obviously pissed about it. And luckily, right after this, we get the only legitimately good dramatic scene in the entire game. People popping pills. Okay. Fuck. I need that suit back. Yeah, have it. Pete. Venom's my waifu. What do you remember about last night? This is so fucking tiring. I can't even do my art anymore. I just remember feeling tired. Pete. You're not yourself. That suit is changing you. Disgusting. Stop zooming in on her. She's so gross. Yeah, it's pretty great, isn't it? Why don't you pop some more pills and say what you really feel? Hey, don't. <laughs> I'm busting my ass out there trying to save you. So, here's the thing. You can just tell this. People like Synthetic Man just love feeling like they in charge and love like they like they're owning people but you can tell it's just like a sad existence and he even said it spider-man was supposed to self self in uh, self-insert character for us nerds out there that's sad and for him to think that this is a good scene lets you know even worse that he probably doesn't have any friends you and this is what i get i said don't i saw your story i tried to tell you about that yeah but you didn't did you I can't lose this job. Your job is to write the truth. I did. The truth is, I'm the hero here, not you. Yeah. Everything you're saying. If you think being a dick to the person that, if you think that treating the woman that you're sleeping with as a dick instead of giving her dick is a good thing, then you have your priorities fucked up, dog. He's correct, though. Am I supposed to think he's a bad guy? He's actually being objectively correct.
I have no genuine critiques here. If even half of the scenes in the game were like this, I wouldn't complain about all of the cutscenes and the walking simulator sequences. This is why I wanted more of Peter with the black suit, because we get to see one of our favorite heroes, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, who genuinely tries to be as good a person as possible, slowly be corrupted and become more arrogant. It's just inherently pretty interesting. Unfortunately, this is pretty much all we get, outside of him acting like a weird sociopathic rage monster in just a second after this. Not to mention, that little scene right there is a massive source of drama, well that and the fact that he was neglecting his butt buddy Miles, yes, that is a real plot point, that he wasn't answering Miles' calls, and so now he's upset at him, and so the writers forced- Now I'm realizing I forgot to mention Miles got captured during that last mission, I just kind of forgot it. Yeah, of course. Peter to apologize for the rest of the game, despite the fact it's not his fucking fault that Venom was influencing his mind. Get ready for this point to come back up later. And this guy just he will be along forever. And the fact is that he's he doesn't understand human relationships. Lets us know how fucking stupid he is. And this next mission was actually pretty solid as well. Basically, Miles ends up tracking down Mr. Negative. He's been captured by Craven. They have a 1v1 boss battle where Miles decides, obviously, not to kill him, which I think is definitely the wrong move. It's way too boring. It's yet another thing that makes... He just wants blood. Oh, wow. Okay. Miles way too similar to Peter, but without any of the character flaws. So anyway, instead of killing Mr. Negative, he helps him escape, and so off-screen, Miles fights Kraven 1v1, and spoilers, he loses. Remember that for later. So of course, Peter shows up, he goes ballistic, and again, this just shows the writers are completely toothless, because despite beating the absolute shit out of all these goons, he never actually kills anybody. So anyway, you fight your way there, you fight Kraven in a 1v1 boss battle that's actually admittedly pretty good, even if I was pissed off at the time on the stream. The second phase of the fight is one of the only boss fights in the game with a legitimate gimmick, that being the symbiote's weakness to sonic frequencies, so you have to like, web up this bell, right? But just as Spider-Man might kill Kraven, now notice I say might, because he hasn't even knocked Kraven unconscious. That's an important plot point here. He's still choking him out as Miles shows up and attacks Peter to stop him from killing Kraven. Like, this this disappointment for not having blood, let's not let, make sure a synthetic man gets anywhere near weapons or power or anything that can actually cause harm to people. Because he's just wanting blood. And I don't care if it's a fictional universe, he said it, that he would do it in real life. Here we have the first major moment of the story that legitimately pissed me off. Despite losing to Kraven in a 1v1 fight, Miles is able to defeat Peter with the symbiote suit on. And I just know this is going to be people making excuses for this, saying that, well, Miles' bioelectricity abilities are more effective on the symbiote, and he also could ring the bell in the arena. Well, first of all, it's fucking stupid that his electricity is good against everything in this game. Yeah, not- I fear that he's just a dumb fuck that he doesn't realize that- yeah, Mal's power is o is OP, and it's supposed to be meant as his power is good against symbiotes in this fucking story. Mm. Sure, let's let's go. 
Not a single enemy resists his powers in any way. In fact, most of the time it's the opposite. And while the bell argument is fine, I still don't think it should have been enough. Miles already feels like a Gary Stew in a bunch of moments throughout this game, but this is truly the moment that solidified his place as the replacement for Peter Parker. Because not only does the student surpass the master, but a more powerful version of his master at that. And again, it robs Peter Parker of a great character development moment he could have had. It is embarrassing when the 90s cartoon with its over-the-top voice acting handled this better than the $100 million AAA video game. So with the help of Miles, Peter rips the suit off and they capture it and they have a conversation on a nearby... Quite literally. Again, this isn't, play, this isn't made for people who's already played the game. This is made for people who didn't play the game. This is what this this is what this video review is about. People who didn't make the game because it was communicated that Peter had to do it himself, which he did. You didn't get Miles over there just like ripping the shit off. No, literally, Peter had to do it himself. What the fuck did you expect? All right, all right let's go. By rooftop, which is the beginning of Peter's various groveling, apologizing moments that you're gonna get for the rest of the story. None of this was his fault. Venom was manipulating his mind. Peter didn't even choose to put the fucking suit on. Venom latched to him to save him from dying. So remind me how the fuck any of this behavior, any of his actions were his fault when he was being mind controlled. So anyway, Peter just No, he wasn't being mind controlled. Quite literally, it was Lauren of his inhibitions. Oh my god, this fucking dude is so fucking stupid. Again, it wasn't even that he was being mind control. It was when you this, the the fucking mission when you're going to save Miles. Peter is talking himself and spinning himself into hatred, and then the Simi is like, "Yeah, kill this motherfucker." Wow, this is dumb. Let's go. Decides that they need to destroy Venom because he's simply too dangerous. You can't afford to give him back to Harry because Norman is working on a different cure, which, of course, as you could probably guess, is the Goblin Serum. So Peter makes his way back to Connor's lab alone, which is kind of stupid, and Harry is there waiting for him, and the Venom symbiote just kind of breaks out of containment after a dramatic moment between the two of them. And in yet another contrived moment, Venom is born, and he is way more powerful than he was being attached to Peter, which is not explained in any way, but I will let it slide because it's a rule of cool moment. And this Venom is more overpowered than the comic book version, at least in the 90s comics that I read anyway, because he's now like 12 feet tall and basically unkillable from this point forward. You're going to see. Wait, what? How is he more powerful than the 90s version? How? Fucking how? All right, all right, let's go. A lot over the course of this game, they wanted Venom to be a planet-wide threat, which is kind of a problem because Spider-Man is a street-level hero, and it's already been confirmed that the Avengers and Doctor Strange exist in this universe, so this is a little too much to ask for someone in Spider-Man's power level. But I'll admit this is actually just a minor complaint, because for me personally, I thought everything that happens from this point forward was actually pretty cool, even if a lot of it was poorly written in certain ways. And Venom is one of my favorite anti-heroes slash villains, though don't expect him to come back as an anti-hero, he is clearly fucking evil in this version. I'm guessing this can be explained away by the fact that Harry Osborn is dying and he wanted to save the world through environmentalism, and so this is influencing Venom to have this global plot to turn everyone into symbiotes. 
Whereas Eddie Brock just hated Peter Parker and the Venom symbiote acted like a scorned ex-girlfriend in the original comic book version. So there was obviously a lot of potential for redemption there. And, I- and yet we have stories which this is partly based off of like King and Black where it's just it can't be one tone like they like this motherfucker wants it. Okay, let's let's just go. Let's go. We almost. And I like antiheroes who kill people, like the Punisher. So it kind of sucks that this version is just. Of course, who said it in the chat that this motherfucker would like the Punisher? We said it early in the chat that this motherfucker would like the Punisher. But let's go. Blatantly evil. But yet again, I have derailed from the plot synopsis. The good news is this is the best mission in the game because you actually get to play as Venom, but only for this mission. And the gameplay is extremely basic. You're basically just spamming square and hitting circle to block or deflect projectiles. But it actually feels like a superhero game, like Hulk Ultimate Destruction. The only thing it's missing is being able to pick up and throw cars, but it's pretty much got the rest. And you beat the absolute shit out of like a hundred of Norman Osborn's goons. Then you beat up a bunch of hunters, and finally Kraven shows up, you get another boss battle, you absolutely wipe the floor with him, and then Venom chops his head off, which is easily the best moment in the entire game. Fight- Kraven gave Harry a little bit of head. I made the joke, I had to make the joke. Finally, it felt like there were stakes, there were consequences to actions, and best of all, it was just a really cool and fun moment. It was very simplistic, but it doesn't go on too long, and the boss fight was decent enough, though more brain dead than the rest easily, given how simplistic the gameplay was for that mission. But I will take simple and fun over complex and overly drawn out boring crap, which a lot of the rest of this game is composed of. The only real problem I have with this entire sequence is that it just makes the entire Craven plotline feel kind of pointless. He existed purely to be a jobber to Venom, to make Venom seem like a real threat, the most powerful thing. He he was always supposed to be a jobber, as you said. He was looking to die at the hands of somebody. Oh, okay, let's go. This Spider-Man has faced so far because we just got to see how badass Kraven was. He easily killed Scorpion. He was able to fight Spider-Man with the symbiote almost to a standstill. He defeated Miles, albeit off screen. But much later, right at the end of the game, Miles Morales is a match for Venom. He fights Venom in single combat and is able to fend him off and Peter gets a plot device power that allows him to fight Venom. There's a real reason. Miles does not. So the power levels are fucked in this game. Okay, I just had to rant. Power levels are bullshit. There are no such thing as fucking power levels. As Stanley once says, if you're choosing a fight between two characters, it's whoever the author wants to win. Oh my god, this is bullshit. About that for a second. And now we're finally in the third act, and unfortunately we get yet another hour plus of padding before the end. We definitely should have only gotten maybe one or two more missions here and then the final fight with Venom, but I guess they had to build up how crazy over the top the stakes are because now Venom is turning normal people into symbiotes. And so Peter actually uses his smarts for once and recalibrates his sonic blast gadget to stun the symbiote, which I guess that makes sense. That's okay. But the game just keeps going. There's a mission where you have to rescue Miles' mom and Genki from a subway. Why? Like, what are you trying to do? Make Miles an orphan? Like the fuck? All right, let's go. Why the hell is this even a mission? Again, it's just padding. It's like they forgot that Miles has nothing to do with this fucking story. So they just had to insert this here. 
Now we get to arguably the worst part of the entire game, the Scream boss battle. Mary Jane gets infected with the symbiote, and she turns into Scream, who actually is a symbiote from the comics, and we get the most blatant, transparent, feminist rant I think I've ever heard in a video game. I'm just gonna play some clips from the boss battle, and you can judge for yourself. Oh my god, this is gonna be painful, isn't it? Let's go, let's go. Typical woman, me, me, me. Wait, you're. If that's all you heard, if that's all you heard, that just lets us know that you have no fucking human empathy. You want to be validated by a motherfucking self insert from a comic book character. But when somebody said, hey, I want to be validated by more than just who you think I am. Oh, it's about me, 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 me. This whole game is you bitching about this game is not like I want it. It's not me. It's not for me. It's not It's not making me feel good. You dumb bitch. Oh, my God, you're stupid. Don't listen to those voices. They aren't telling the truth. I heard them, too. I know how it feels. Always about you. You can't keep a job. You can't pay the mortgage. Did he do without Spider-Man? Look how it's doing with you! I can still fix this! I always do! Uh, we always do! I always come second! I live in your shadow where my dreams turn to stuff! Remember your book? You said you want to help people! Nobody read it! Yeah, because he was shit. I think most- I seriously think he thinks women bad. Most of this game was written by a woman. No, it didn't. Shut the fuck up, Peter. You're such a bad liar, really. Your book helped me, MJ. What a fucking simp. Fighter simp. Like, she has legitimate points, even though they're coming from, like, a terrible place. But let's go. What was so wrong about that? Like, seriously, you don't under... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He doesn't understand what what the, he meant by that line. He's a fucking idiot. Watson, where are you with my apple fritters? I'm starting. Jonah, kiss my ass. I quit. Watson! You're so cool. What the actual fuck? If anyone says this is a good story, stop listening to them, please, for love of God. Man, I got nothing more to say here that I didn't already say during the stream. This was painfully bad. Mary Jane is obviously the self-insert of the lead writer for this game, and this rant must be directed toward her ex-boyfriends or some shit, because this is some- Really? Really? He said, oh, oh God, it's a self-insert for the writer. Like, dude, get all- get your- it is telling that this motherfucker is so women bad and he's always thinking about penises in his tongue and shit like that or down his throat uh, uh, let's go some of the most out of touch narcissistic bullshit i think i've heard in any piece of entertainment 
It reads like a parody. And before anybody says that, oh, that's the point because she's got a symbiote on her, so that's not really what she thinks. No, the symbiote is enhancing what she already felt. And that's why Peter is constantly fucking apologizing and acting like a bitch the entire time. Fuck wait, 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 wait. Didn't he say that the symbiote, like he literally said it's not Peter's fault with what was happening with the symbiote. He literally said that bullshit. What was it? He literally said it. Like, where, where am I at? Um, um, 109. He literally said that it's not his fault or what's happening with the symbiote. But now it's Mary Jane's fault. His his literal thing is women bad. Fuck you, insomniac. It's unbelievable. I've got nothing more to say, really. So eventually, Peter gets attacked by a bunch of symbiotes at the same time, and they're trying to bring his trace venom molecules in his bloodstream or whatever. And so Miles and Mr. Negative team up to go inside of the negative zone in his brain or something. I don't know how the fuck this works. It happened earlier in the game, and I just skimmed over it because who gives a shit? Basically, you just fly through the sh again. You don't. You don't pay attention to these stories because you're a fucking child. Shadow Realm, and you fight a bunch of melee-only enemies who you can infinitely air juggle. Yes, this is that brain dead. At least we get a throwback to the first game with the Sinister Six getting a little cameo in there. And this mission ends with Peter getting the Anti-Venom powers. If you haven't heard of Anti-Venom, yes, he does come from the comics, and it is Eddie Brock in the comics, who of course doesn't exist in Insomniac's universe because he had too much Chad energy, I guess. And the whole purpose of Anti-Venom... <laughs> Fuck. How? You don't even know how Eddie Brock is or looks. You're just assuming. Is to kill symbiotes. So you know what that means? It means that these new bullet spongy enemies that you've been fighting for the last hour can actually be defeated normally, thank God. But the worst part of this mission comes right at the very end, as despite Peter now having a real reason to contribute, something that makes him stand out from Miles, since Miles is pretty much just him but better, he says this. And you know what? This is telling. This is telling. They think because different race of of person that obviously they're just better than what I am, and so I need to be afraid. I told everybody this. I I just like I said this on one of my streams recently that these people, these racist ass people, are more based in fear than superiority. Most of the shit is just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, anything that's brown has a bigger penis than me, and I, even though I just want it on the tip of my tongue and down my throat, I, they're gonna take, they're gonna make me feel inferior when a woman would, like, starts, like, you know, fucking with a black guy and he has a penis bigger than mine. Like, that's what this shit is. This is so much about insecurity and how he thinks other like for the master race the other motherfucking races are just so much that they're so much more better and i know that doesn't sound right but they're so much more better and it's irrational not to protect yourself because they're gonna come in there and they're, they're gonna fuck your women and have the lament of your horrors driven before you <laughs> i fucked that line up me what has he now all of you can stop coping, seething, and dilating, claiming that Marvel's not trying to replace Peter Parker since he's a straight white male. Insomniac just straight up told you that Miles should replace Peter because he's better in every way, and he's also an oppressed minority, and he's very cultured, 
And Peter, at the ripe old age of 26, is busted and slow and useless, despite just being given a power which would justify his existence in this plot. This is where they decide to put this line. This is the writers saying fuck you to the audience and that they hate Spider-Man. People who hate Spider-Man were put in charge of writing. How do, how is it that they hate Spider-Man? They literally take story plots and beats of the shit that he did. What, where is it that they hate Spider-Man? I'm confused. I'm, I'm just, okay, let's go. Writing a Spider-Man story, you know, kind of just like comic books over the past like 15 years. But Sony fans are fucking idiots. They'll eat this slop up. They don't care because they hate themselves. They are the soy boy beta male Redditors who hate themselves. Okay, back to the plot. Venom is trying to retrieve this meteorite from Dr. Connor's lab that he landed in from space. Somehow this thing will help him infect everybody with symbiotes. It's not really explained. And we get an almost good scene with Norman Osborn seeing what has become of his son. And Spider-Man shows up right in the nick of time, but of course it's way too early for a boss fight here. So Venom gets a hold of the other piece of the meteorite. And I'll admit, I don't even remember when he got the first piece. Again, I was trying to pay attention, but this shit was very boring. And we're given an actually interesting episode ethical dilemma. Dr. Connors tells Peter that he has to kill Harry to stop Venom, whereas Norman Osborn wants him to save his son. Okay, so... Because video game? Oh, God. Unfortunately, because this is a modern superhero story, Spider-Man doesn't consider killing Harry for even a second, so it's not really a real moral dilemma, but we almost had something interesting there. And as Peter escapes the building, we get to see that New York is already covered in giant tendrils of symbiote slime, and we meet up with Miles again, and he has the ugliest fucking superhero costume I think I've ever seen. And so you would think, now- Oh yeah, no, that costume ugly as shit. It is ugly as shit we get to the last mission. Nope. There's another mission where they have to infiltrate the symbiote nest and get this meteorite that's going to help him infect the entire world with symbiotes or whatever. Who cares? But the real issue is that this is another fucking Mary Jane mission, and it becomes a straight-up third-person shooter. If it wasn't obvious enough that they were trying to make a discount Last of Us with the last two Mary Jane missions, it just straight-up is a shooter. And it's so... Uh, real comic book fans know that the symbiotes... The symbiotes tend to not give you high inhibition but lowers it yeah exactly brain dead so fucking unbelievably easy and brain dead this game's combat system despite my personal complaints is good i don't think it's as good as like arkham knight but it's good this is not fucking good this is terrible it feels so half-assed mary jane but you're only taking maybe 10 or 15 percent of the game versus the swing and the side missions what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, let's go. Shouldn't have even fucking been here. She has unbelievable plot armor at this point that she can go into a nest full of symbiotes and defeat all of them and come out unscathed. The amount of secondhand cringe I got from playing this is unbelievable. It's almost funny, but it's not because you have to play it. So now we finally get to the huge showdown with Venom. And guess what? Your anti-Venom debuff that worked on every other version of the symbiote suddenly doesn't work until the second phase of the boss. Why? I don't know, because I guess we had to drag out this boss battle for- That's just not true. That's just not fucking true. Oh my god, this motherfucker is just- Again, he's lying, and he's being dishonest. 
four fucking forms, in two out of those four forms, you're playing as Miles Morales. Because he's there, he exists, he has to contribute. This is clearly Peter's moment to fight his best friend. That is the dramatic buildup of the story, and they still had to have you play as Miles Morales for the second half of the fight, no less. So Miles gets the final in-game blows against Venom, against Harry Osborn, a character he barely knows, and yet they still force fucking dialogue between the two of them as if he has any emotional investment in what's going on. I don't care he what anybody has, says. He has emotional investment. He promised Norman to save him. What the fuck is wrong with you? But you, again, you don't like, you don't have any emotions, so you don't fucking understand. Not only that, he's Peter's friend. So he knows that he wants to save Harry for, for Peter. Oh, it's like a very strong way of, of edging, um, edging or egging you to do something you want to do but don't want to do. This is forced as fuck. He shouldn't even be here. Anyway, after some really over-the-top bullshit, Peter finally purges Venom from Harry's body and he starts dying from his cancer again. Meanwhile, MJ runs the meteorite through the particle accelerator. Yes, MJ's here too. And they destroy it, which conveniently vaporizes all of the symbiote webbing and all of the minor symbiotes from the city. Yes, it's one of those shitty plot lines where it's like a hive mind that can be killed so that there's no real consequences to the story. And speaking of lack of- There is literally, it says, it's a hive mind. Wow, you don't pay attention. You don't pay attention at all. Of consequences, Harry doesn't even die here. As he's about to, Miles defibrillates his heart with his powers, which ultimately doesn't even fucking matter because Harry's still in a coma, unless they're going to turn him into Green Goblin in the next one, which is sort of an implication, but I hope they subvert their subversion and just have it be Norman Osborn be Green Goblin because Harry being the villain twice in a row would be kind of shit. But again, it just shows how toothless these writers are. They couldn't even kill Harry Osborn. This would have been the perfect moment to do it, but no, Miles has to be the Black Messiah and he saves Harry. More racism. More fucking racism. All right, let's go. Even though he might as well be functionally dead. And then we get yet another fucking terrible scene where Peter takes a break from being Spider-Man to be Peter Parker. Now, some people have interpreted this as him retiring and Miles taking up the mantle, but you and me both know that Spider-Man 3 would fucking bomb, much like Miles Morales did, if Miles was now permanent. It, it didn't bomb. Oh my God. Okay, let's go. Spider-Man, so of course Peter's gonna come out of retirement in the next one, but it still is cringe as fuck. And then we get two credit scenes, one in the middle of the credits, where Norman meets up with Doc Ock. Obviously, they're gonna team up in the next one. And then the end credit scene, where it shows Miles' mom is dating some dorky fat Asian guy, and his daughter is Cindy Moon, a- Why, though? Why do you still point this shit out? I just don't get it. Why do you have to point out somebody's race? I- Okay, okay, let's- Fucking go. K.A. Silk. So we're now going to have three Spider-Men in the next one. Instead of Spider-Gwen, it's going to be Silk. Because it wasn't enough to have a minority Spider-Man, we now also need a woman Spider-Man. In fact, just fucking kill Peter Parker already. I'm tired of this bullshit. This story fucking sucks. So in conclusion, should you buy Spider-Man? Well, you already did or you already didn't. But just in case you were waiting for my review, no, don't buy this woke piece of trash. Do I need- And there it's about. That's all it's about. He is making this video for somebody who didn't play the game. And that's what this is about. I've said this throughout this whole stream. That's what this shit is about. This is just, he's just a trash human being. And just pulling this picture back up to call somebody a mutt 
Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Need to remind you of the gay homecoming dance mission. Do I need to remind you where you play as Miles' deaf girlfriend? Do I need to remind you that this is one giant story to set up Peter Parker's replacement? Even though Miles had almost nothing to do with the overall plot. You could have easily cut him out of this game and just had Peter team up with Mr. Negative or maybe... Uh, oh, of course, cut out the brown person. Exploit Venom's weakness to Sonic, or, you know, bring back his comic book weakness to fire. Maybe have Human Torch show up, because he's actually friends with Human Torch in the comics. Literally anything other than playing as other Spider-Man for no fucking reason other than diversity points. And the Spider-Verse movies are surprisingly popular. Of course he hates himself. Of course. That's pretty much it. So yeah, is the gameplay good? Yes. But you're not even playing the gameplay that much of this story, dude. I mean, sure, if you're one of those people who likes 100% in games, plenty of the sandbox is just fighting guys. But honestly, I'm tired of that shit. I just want a good fucking story. And not even necessarily a story, but a good campaign, right? But no, the campaign missions in this are some of the worst parts of the game. Where you're just swinging around the city, having a good time, fighting some bad guys, kind of like the OG Spider-Man 2. It's actually a decent game, but as soon as you start doing any of these woke side quests, or the extremely terribly written story for the numerous reasons I outlined earlier in the- Terribly written because I don't like. Alright, let's go. The video. Then it starts going to shit. It's just terribly paced. I never thought I would say an Insomniac game has terrible pacing, given their track record with Spyro and Ratchet and Clank, which are both vast majority gameplay. Same goes for Sunset Overdrive. But no, this, this is another legitimate Sony certified movie game, and it's not even a good movie. It's a mishmash of a bunch of different famous plot lines from the comics, but for no reason really. I mean, Kraven's Last Hunt doesn't even play into this except just to set up Venom. That's it, and Kraven was the best character. So yes, Insomniac- is, is it the best character because character because he's a big, strong, strapping male that you just wanted to touch his all his nasty, naughty part parts? Did you want to get a little head from Craven? Is dead oh, at least man. to me. I'm sure this game will make money. It's a Spider-Man game, of course it will. But clearly, they don't have very many talented developers at their studio anymore. They blundered this game in a lot of different ways. And they clearly care more about pushing their progressive politics than they do about telling a good story. Many such cases. I want to remind you that I use... I'm sure he's a, probably a fan of Spider-Man Lotus. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sure he, mu he must love Spider-Man Lotus. Used to be a massive fan of Sony. I loved my PS1, my PS2, I even liked my PS3. And the sad thing is, I used to love superheroes too. I grew up on my dad's comic books. I played a bunch of great superhero games growing up, and more recently, I played some great PS2 classics I'd never touched before. Be sure to check out my last superhero games video if you want to hear me talk about some good games. Infamous 2. That's just telling that he finds shit like that enjoyable. Is one of my favorite games of all time. And that's exactly how a superhero game should be done. Well, Sony's fucking dead to me now. I look forward to putting this on the worst games of 2023. Not because. Okay, cool. Stop playing them. So I won't have to uh, watch this bullshit anymore. Oh my god, let's because go. Because it's objectively as bad as Forspoken or Gollum or Immortals of Avium, but because I despise this game much like I despise Starfield. So that's about it. See you next time, guys. Okay, shit. Oh, fuck. I'm done. I'm done. I made it. This motherfucker. Oh, God. I, I, It was so painful that I had to stop drawing. Anyway, guys. It, hatred is a bitch. And fear of others are a bitch. And I'm sorry. Like, I just don't get 
this whole fear of others that's causing pissants like this to be motherfucking just hate filled enough to call a, a young lady a mutt because reasons. Anyway, like, share, subscribe, and all the other good shit. Um, we are looking forward to making sure that we hit a thousand subscribers. Help me out by hitting a thousand subscribers. We at nine fifty, and we're trying to get a thousand. Anyway, I want to say thank you to all my Patreon supporters and my Twitch subscribers. Join the Guardians, become a member, or become a subscriber on YouTube, Patreon, and help support the channel. Thank you for watching this video. And the next one should be popping up on your screen. Subscribe. And if you haven't checked it out and want to help out the channel, check out my Patreon. Thanks. Thanks.